Some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. We're live. We are. The six went then. It kind of went. And like, it did. And it, went, and it went really quiet. Did you hear, like, the change yeah. in the, the sounds? Yeah. yeah. Paul, 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 the sound guy, his place is real noisy. Bit weird, isn't it? You think yeah. it'd be nice and quiet, isn't it? Yeah. Never mind. There we go. How are when, you, young Michael? Oh, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. We've not bad, tried mate. for a while, have we? We've not tried. It's where, like, it's, it feels like when we don't speak for about five days, it feels like a lifetime. Well, yeah. I mean, we chatted exactly this time last week. So the maximum it's been is a week. But we've had, we've had a few texts. You're obviously busy with uh, packing up your life. Um, oh, my God, mate. My, I can't think of anything else right now. All I, my day consists of making sure my clients are okay and then thinking about what I need to pack or chuck or what appointment I need to go to or who I need to see or what piece of paperwork I need to fill out. Like, anyone who's noticed will probably know I haven't really been on Instagram much. I haven't really posted much content no and stuff noticed. like that. And no one's noticed. Everyone's happy, actually. Everyone's probably overjoyed with that. But, um, yeah, I just can't do it. I just, I'm just just not in the headspace to think, oh, yeah, I wonder what I should share today because it's like literally like every hour, every day is taken up with something. I've that. seen you uh, I've, I've seen you on social media trying to sell, trying to flog two pairs of football boots. So, sparkling. Three pairs. Three, Three pairs pair. now, mate. Sparkling. Actually. Not even yeah. been touched. Shows the mate, amount of times that you've used them, isn't it? Yeah, that does actually, to be fair. No, but you just you joke about this, but I've realised how uh, much I can get for them. Like, who knew there was such a market for it? So I've got, well, two pairs of them were from a footballer who I worked for the whole city who gave them to me. Because I, at the time, don't worry about it. Where is that name um, drop? I'm not going to drop the name, don't worry about it. And um, yeah, just, and then I've also got like, you know that those pair of Jabra headphones we've got? I can probably get 50 quid for those. They're about 180 quid. You're brand new. fucking, you've still got that. How have you yeah, still got barely use them. Barely use we, them, mate. We got sent a free pair of headphones for some fucking unbeknown reason that somebody would send us something. Um, yeah. We never posted about them, obviously. Jokes on them. So yeah, that, no, that will have been how long? Must oh, be four, four or five, five years. years. They're, they're pretty Fuck much yeah, now. Like barely, barely use, mate. But um, it's all this stuff, right, that you would just, I would normally just chuck it out and I would do all that sort of stuff. But it's only from actually looking. I'm like, if you get 50 quid here and there for all these little bits, mate, I could get another, I could get three, 400 quid. I've got a cricket helmet, a cricket bat. I've got all this stuff that cost all this money. And I'll tell you one thing you realise from packing up your life and moving country is how much shit you accumulate. Yeah. Fucking hell. You don't need all of it. The, honest to God, the amount of stuff you actually need can go into one suitcase. It's all these little bits that you're like, like again, I don't need a TV, but we're obviously taking it because it's, it's buying a new one's a bit more expensive and it's worth sending over. But you know, when you look at how much stuff we can fit it into not a lot of space. And um, it makes you realise how much shit you accumulate. We just need to get rid of half of it. Well, so we, we came over with um, just three suitcases. That was it. Like, mm. everything. Like, and like you say, we had a fucking full house to clear out, and it just went. You don't need it. I watched um, I've watched a documentary on Netflix about Have you seen that? The Minimums. And you've yeah. seen them a yeah, lot. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Like, I like the yeah. concept of it. But you just naturally do accumulate shit. And you do buy shit that you just don't... You just convince yourself, oh, I need that. We don't need it. I, th I think it's it. more that you it's more that you keep hold of stuff going, oh, we might need that at some point. Like, we've done yeah. it in the house. We're going through stuff, oh. And we've kind of said with the move, we said, look, we haven't used it in the last year. We're chucking it. 
we just don't need it. And there's so much stuff I've had. I'm like, oh, I might need that. that. That's, I've a got pe- like- that's a penis gone then. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it, mate. Yeah. yeah, done. Completely done. But yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I like the concept of minimalism, but then you get down to it. You're like, actually, I think we are fairly minimalist compared to most people. But even now I'm like, fucking hell, we've got loads of shit. You need to just get rid of. Um, but anyway, but yeah, that's, that's that, isn't it? Um, did so, you yeah. um, did you get a quote for my car, by the way? She said she's going to send it to you, mate. She's going to okay. send it across to you. She sent it off to the valuation team, she said. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I'll give it a little clean in the inside, don't worry. So it was nice and nice and pristine you. before she looked at it. So it's all Well, good. I know what We Buy Any Car will give me, so it better be more than that. Well, yeah, but see, We Buy Any Car, I did this with my car. I went there and they go, oh, yeah, we'll give you this price. And you go along and they go, yeah, it's actually got all this stuff wrong with it. So it's only going to be half that amount. So but it hasn't. It hasn't got anything wrong with it. That's, well, no, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're, you're, you should be all right with yours. But yeah. I reckon if you get anything above that from Mercedes, you should take that, I reckon. Well, I'll be fucking snatching that all day long. Yeah. Who can make... I mean, you say make money from a car. I haven't made money from the car. But what I mean is, is that it's more than the actual finance that's left. Yeah, but that's because that's because the market, I think, at the moment, isn't it? The yeah. market's gone mad for it. So you, you you got lucky, mate. Good timing. Good timing, you know. Buying the right car as well. It's not depreciated that much. It's a lovely car. It's it a very, very car. nice car to drive. It's, it's going to be yeah. better than the piece of shit that I'm probably going to be lumbered with in Dubai. So. Oh, it's yeah. an absolute... Yeah, mine's a tin can. Like, I hate it. I really hate it. Um, but it is what it is. I don't fucking drive anyway, so it's fine. Mate, you'll be driving around lots when I arrive there. Fucking December, you'll be driving me all over the place. Don't you worry about that. I uh, I walked down to yours the other day. Uh, me oh, and mate, the, nice. a little evening stroll. Um, so How far is it? I'm sure it was about two kilometres. No, maybe a little bit less. Um, but do you know you don't have to go out of the gate and walk down the front road? You go yeah, down, you the back, the, down the across back, across the camel, yeah. yeah, the camel track. So um, yeah. you, you can go straight down. So I'm, I'm incredibly lazy, so I'm thinking about getting one of those motorised scooters to do it. 100%, mate. That's why I'm bringing a one-wheel over. <laughs> hoping that I can just go straight down there, mate. Easy. Yeah, you'll yeah, you'll fly down there, mate. It'd be brilliant. Um, easy, mate. Yeah, it didn't take too long. We were just out getting steps up, and we were just we just kept walking, and we're like, oh, this is, goes all the way down. This and yeah, got to your uh, got to your place, and uh, there you go. That's, that's cl- it's close enough to be close, but far enough away that I can pretend that I don't want to see you. Do you know? It's yeah. nice, isn't it? That it's, it's yeah. nice. Right, nice perfect. distance. I still get in. We'll see. Still get in. You'll see. Watch. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, what we're talking about today, Michael? Standards. 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 Um, with everything, really. And this um, and this applies to both fitness and nutrition and uh, and, and, and coaching. So from like a business life. perspective, I guess. Life. It applies to life in general. The, you know. Um, and I like to think that we're blokes with standards in many aspects. You know, yes. arguably so in the past, quite low standards to be honest. But mm. you know, business partners very, very low in terms of standards is what we look for. But it's something that I, I think I know that I know it's in my in the. We'll start off, I guess, from from a client perspective, and then it will probably maybe like veer this towards standards of coaches and and maybe like what we believe online coaching should be. We kind of had a brief discussion before about how we do how we do things in comparison, but. Like the most successful people, I believe, are the ones with the highest standards. Obviously, you'd like to think anyway. Um, and certainly, I definitely find that within my clients. We and you have chatted about this before. I don't think it was on the podcast, or maybe it was on the podcast, but it's only going to be a brief, brief mention. But the ones who do the best are the ones who are, I guess, a bit harsh on themselves, who kind of will say, I didn't quite hit things, and they'll kind of call themselves out on things when, it's, when it was near enough perfect. 
Um, and the ones who don't do so well are the ones who kind of go, yeah, I've had a great week. And then you look at it and you go, well, you've not tracked for like four days. You've not hit any of your cardio, but you had a great week because you only had four chocolate bars and not 10. Like, that's not a great week. So it's, it's the people with the higher standards that, that, that tend to do the best. But I think we, we, we were wanting to lead this down the path of the standards of online coaching, right? I take it. Well, yeah, I think I, I just think across the board, though, I think like you said there about clients and, and, and I just think anyone listening to this, it's like the standards you set for yourself will dictate the results that, that you get. And what I mean by that is like, for example, for me right now, I could easily use the position I'm in as an excuse to be like, oh, I just want to eat some shit. I just want to eat chocolate. I just want to eat this. just want to have that. I just want to, you know, and be like, oh, it made me feel better. Or, you know, I haven't had to grab this on the go. It's like, well, no, but my standards don't allow me to do that. My standards are higher than that. That I'll just go, no, I've got stuff in the fridge that's better for me. That's going to help me more. So it's, it's little things like that. It's every decision you make. And it's even down to things like when you do your cardio, are you sacking it off after with five minutes left? Going, oh, that'll do. It's enough. Are you doing, you know, when you pick up those weights, are you going, oh, yeah, I'll just do the same as last week because it's enough? If you're doing that more often than you're saying to yourself, right, I'm going to push and try a bit harder, I'm going to try and do more, that's your standard. That's what you allow yourself to get away with. And I think it's that whole thing, I think, in fitness and nutrition is that people just try and do what they can get away with. And it's this, it's this culture at the moment of doing what you can get away with, doing the bare minimum that you can get by on. And if that is your ethos and that is what you're trying to achieve in terms of health and fitness, in my opinion, you're going to set yourself up for failure. There is a time and a place to do the bare minimum when you're stressed, when you're busy, when you're all this sort of stuff. But if you're constantly doing the bare minimum and that's your standard, then you will get the bare minimum results. And I think it, it, across the board, it applies to everything. And we'll talk about coaching, we'll talk about life, all this sort of stuff. The clients of mine that get the best results are the ones that have the highest standards. They don't allow themselves to stoop below those standards too, too often. And when they do, they know they've done it and they feel like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I should be doing better than that. I should be doing this. And I think that it sets the tone for everything. Also, when they do fall below those standards, it's often still good. It's like saying yeah. themselves, uh, I'm going to save 10 grand, but only saving nine grand. That's them falling below standards. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's still good. Rather than Where, rather than going and spunk it all, all those nine grand because they didn't reach 10, they're just going to spunk it all. Like, yeah. yeah. Whereas the other type, what you're saying is that their, their standard is so low that what happens when they drop below that standard, that that is fucking shocking. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like the standards of someone with high standards, even if they fall just below it, what is it? Same for the moon and fall amongst the stars or whatever it is. Yeah. That's, that's that. Whereas if you're... If your aim, if if what you can perceive is to be a great week is so low, what happens in a shit week? And that's the thing is, I, I wrote a post about it. I, I I remember we talked about this a little bit before about like the average. We didn't we? We talked about picking, you know, and I and I said consistently picking the easy option is the simplest way to average. And it's that whole thing of people just look around and go, oh, they're doing enough, they're doing that. And I think it's one of those things where you're just a product of all the choices you make. You're you're a product of it. And I think that. We don't, I think, recognize sometimes how high our standards are. And when it comes to coaching, when it comes to what we hear other coaches do, I cannot believe that some of the coaches do things the way they do it. Yeah. To me, I wouldn't put my name to it. I would yeah. be horrified if that's how I coached. And we were saying off air before we came on, off air, fucking off air. Off yeah. air. Professional. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate, calm the fuck down, will you? Um, is like... I feel like I'm nervous about the next few weeks coming up for me because I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be moving around and all that sort of stuff. And I hate, like Mike, I hate being away from my Mac 
in this room. I don't mind what room I'm in, but my Mac certainly, like desktop version. I feel like when I'm doing check-ins on this Mac, I'm zoned in. I'm there, I've got all my stuff around, I've got my notes, got my light, all this sort of stuff, right? And I'm, I'm ready to go for check-ins. The second that I go away from that, I panic. And I'm like, these check-ins aren't as good. Like they don't look as good. People are gonna know that I'm traveling. They're gonna think I'm sacking it off. And I'm not, but it's that level of detail. Whereas we know coaches in the industry, who fucking doing voice notes on a motorway, do you know? Like, as they're checking with their client, with no notes, they've not looked over any of their logs. <clears throat> they literally just read a text message while they're driving and fucking sent a voice note. It happens, believe me, more often than you would probably think. If you're lucky to get a voice note, you're not just gonna get an email. But it's this whole thing of, of standards and, and I just don't think people quite understand how much that resonates with with clients. Like, if, if a coach is there giving that poor check-in, not attention to detail. Do you think that client is then going to be as bothered about doing, having the attention to detail, having all that sort of stuff? For me, as a coach, you set the standards for your client as well as the client, you know, obviously has to have good standards. But I think if they see you with good standards and that you're on time, you're punctual, you're doing what you said you would do, they're going to reciprocate that. 100%. Like, the, the standards are lower than Stephen Hawkins high jumped. Dreadful. Like, the standards are so low they could get underneath the door with a top hat of this um that's a new one um yeah. <laughs> but um this i mean i could keep going i'm not going um but it, it's just an industry where it is about getting away with the bare minimum and people who are listening to this who are either a coaches or b follow a lot of coaches or a lot of fitness individuals i assume that if you're listening to this that's probably where most people will sit i doubt that we're the only fitness influence notice i didn't say influencer or um, the, I, I doubt it's the only bit of fitness that's in your life. If it's us, you know, we're arguably one of the uh, last to be found. But hundred um, percent. But um, there's um, you, you'll see like a trend with with fitness businesses, and you know, I'd say it's partly because they've sold the dream into into getting into coaching because it's a low barrier of entry. You don't need to study at university for it. Um, you can make your own hours to some extent, or well, people, what well, people do, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. And you can be kind of flexible. It pays, it can pay a good wage. Um, and, and, and people have been sold this dream of, of what it is. And if they've been sold the dream of what it is, then they're going to, they're going to start this, this pursuit of, of a career or whatever. And, and, and act accordingly. They're, they're going to toss it off. They're going to, if they've been sold, you can do this job, online coaching from anywhere in the world. They're going to travel. If that's what they got into it, they're going to travel, okay? And, and and it's almost like that's what they got into it for. Or now there's this big switch in focus of 10K months. And again, the, the fitness business owners and whatnot probably push this and, you know, because it's great for their business. But when did the focus stop being on the clients? Like the focus should mm -hmm. be the clients that's what the standard should be like me and dan were, again we're talking off air and um i was saying i had a conversation with um with a friend who's in the fitness industry this weekend and we were both saying and again like dan's just said there it feels uncomfortable like i hate traveling like amna will say sometimes you know we should go here or we should go there or we should go away for the weekend and Yes, we're in a luxurious position where I don't have to go into a workplace, but my office is my workplace. I am in the office, you know. I'm in the office environment. You know, I've, <laughs> I send the fax. Have you got a fax machine? And like, no, it's pulling somewhere that has, you know. I'm going to remodel in Reddit. Um, <laughs> that's a tangent. Um, but yeah, so like 
although like I don't have to go into anywhere, this is my place of work. Like this, this is where I feel like I get I get the job done, so to speak. So I don't like traveling. I didn't like going back to England and working from my from a MacBook. Like I didn't like it because like like you say, Dan. Like I like having the bit the big screen, the big fixtures. I can drag things up to multiple areas. Like I take pride in my work, and I my standards are set that I give the best service. I can't be on mm. social media bleating about service and saying your clients shit because of X, Y, and Z, and then do the same thing. So my standards will never, ne never slip. They'll never slip. Like in this, I will always make sure that, that, that they're up there. But in this industry, people have just gone the other way. And now, like you say, it's how little can I do? How little can I get away with and make the most amount of money? And the focus yeah. has completely changed. It's now fucking Instagram superstars all over. Who can get the most likes or the most followers or the most YouTube hits? Whose bank balance looks the best? Who's got the best fucking watch? Like the industry has gone so far the other way that they think that they're celebrities and they're not because the people that are seeing the negative knock-ons of this are the people paying the hard-earned money. They're 150, they're 200, they're 300, they're 400 quid a month that they are working for and they're giving it this jackass to buy a new pair of trainers with and show off over fucking Instagram. The the, the focus has, has changed. I just think as well, like if that was me paying that money out and I was getting a shit check-in and I was getting not a lot back and I saw that person living up their life, I would be fuming. And I think there's that element to it where, like I said, like I've not been as active on Instagram as I have been in previous months and stuff because... I don't have the, the headspace and that sort of stuff because I'm, my clients come first. Like after a full day of checking in with my clients with all the other life I've been shit I've got to do, the last thing I want to do is post on Instagram. And for me, it's this whole thing on, on online coaching is that they're always on Instagram. Every single one of them post on Instagram all the fucking time. And I'm like, do you have any clients? Yeah, I've got, I've, I've got 200 clients. And it's like, okay, how many of them are actually getting the service that they really need from you? If you're spending all day posting about it on Instagram. I just I just find it odd. I think it's one of those things where imagine, you know, someone at the office, right, working really hard, every 10 minutes just getting their phone out to do selfies and pictures and do stories. Their boss will be like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like, that's, do that in your own time. And for me, that's the way that I look at my work. And I know that you look at your work and stuff like posting the odd screenshot of someone who's doing well, the odd video of their check-in for social media. Like we need to do that as, as part of our job. But I don't go on there self-indulgently posting my gym workout during the day on a Wednesday or Thursday with my check-ins. you know why? Because I don't train that day. I am at my desk every hour of working hour that day. I'm at my desk doing client check-ins. I'm not. I'm not going out for lunch somewhere. I'm not going to the gym. And that's not because I couldn't if I wanted to. I could if I wanted to. I would make my day longer. But it's because I value coaching and my clients and my work above those things. I, to me, it's more important that I have those days solidified and that my the most important thing on that schedule that day is my check-ins. Mm -hmm. Anything else around it, if I, get, if I manage to get to basketball at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday, great. If my check-ins overrun, I don't go. It's not like, a, oh, I'll do it when I get back at 9 o'clock. No, my clients expect it by 6 p.m. So it's going to be in by 6 p.m. And there's this whole thing. I've seen coaches post about it before on Instagram. They post on Instagram, clients running late on check-ins, but with you tomorrow by yeah. this date. Why the fuck you met? No, text them. What are you doing? Post yeah. it on Instagram. That's not, that's not service. That's you not having an idea of your schedule. And if there is an emergency that comes up, like your kid was ill, you text them. Really yeah. sorry. You text them. Even better, fucking ring them, mate. I wouldn't have a problem ringing my clients if I was if I had to do that do that or or better still I'd ask I'd say to Mike mate got to rush hospital can you do me a real big favor Mike would go one hundred percent because it's our business I would do the same likewise it's gonna cost and it's you. that whole th yeah I mean I'm gonna have to charge you for it um, but it's it's that whole thing I I don't get that for me I don't get I don't communicate with my clients via Instagram 
I don't, no. that's not, that's not what Instagram's for. No. They got my number. I WhatsApp them. Look, mate, if, if a check-in's running late, I'll voice note them. I'll go, look, check-in's running a bit late. And when I say a bit late, I mean an hour late because my time is in the diary and it's scheduled like that. And it's only because something really urgent will have cropped up. Like, I just find it odd. Like, even with the week, even with the week that I'm flying to Dubai, I said to my clients, I won't be able to do video check-ins because I won't have the internet, right? But I'll voice note you, I'll text you, I'm here, I'm all here a week for you. Now, arguably, I could take that week off as a holiday if I really wanted to, but I haven't. I've said, look, I can't do video check-ins. I'm here for you. If you don't need to check in, great. I I'll be on holiday for the week, let's say, but I'm here for you if you need it. I know most online coaches don't offer that. They just wouldn't even say anything because they just text them all the time anyway. And that's their check-in. They, they would go four or five days late, like... There's people who skip weeks. There's all sorts. And again, if you've got 200 clients, it's going to happen. People will get through. But like you've done, I, I sort my flights out around around work. Like, I'm going to find it a bit frustrating sometimes because I'm like, well, I can't do that, Dave. So, you know, I've, you know, I've got, yeah. got that. I, can we do it? And if I am flying on a day, like I'm flying on, on a check-in day, this this time to go home because it's the only day that we can fly on because we've got the photo shoot on, uh, on a Saturday, um, which, bear, bear in mind, I'm flying home for. I move everybody forwards. So it's not a case of you're going to get it late this week or you're going to get skipped. I'm working this weekend coming so that everybody mm. gets it in early. So I've told everybody that we're going to be doing something early. I've got peak weeks to write on Saturday for everybody. And then Sunday, mm. I'll have a full day of, of check-ins as, as I will Monday, as I will Tuesday, as I will Wednesday. It's just, and that's the thing, like we're saying, it's standards. It's just what you're allowing your, what you allow yourself to do and what you allow yourself to get away with. And for me, what most people allow themselves to get away with is larger than what they're prepared to do. It's like a percentage thing. I'm, I'm prepared to let myself get away with 10%, I'll, but I'll do the 90% every single time. Whereas some people I've seen, the majority, 60% of what they're doing, they're, they're going, oh, I'll see what I can get away with. 60% of the time. 100%. And do you know that 10% of what I can get away with is usually my personal shit. It's usually yeah. the gym. It's usually like back golf, basketball. It's all those things that I enjoy doing. That's the stuff that, that I'll do the bare minimum. I'll do seeing friends, you know, all that sort of shit. And like, I just think coaching is just viewed as a joke because people are making it a joke. Like coaching is 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 not viewed as a vocation. Like like Mike's going to tell, tell probably a story in a second about pricing and all this sort of stuff. When people hear the price, oh yeah, I'm just going to shop around. Don't worry about it, mate. Go shop around because you will find someone cheaper to go. Go and go with them because you're going to get a shit service. And it's that whole thing of coaching has become, for me, it's just become a thing about money. And on that as well, like I saw this other day, all these fucking coaches bragging about 10K months and all this sort of stuff, just for all the coaches that listen, because I know we do have a few coaches that listen. 10K months are overrated, right? Because from a simple tax point of view, right? I just, I always love talking about this. If you have a 10K month versus a 7K month, if, you, if you're interested in either of those two things, go follow Adam Haley, for example, right? Because we'll talk about this a lot. The difference in take-home pay between 10,000 and 7,000 a month is 700 pounds. You're going to earn 3,000 more, all the work that comes with it, to take home an extra 700 pounds, right? It's this whole thing that coaches aren't telling you. Again, these mentors aren't telling you this stuff because it sounds great and it sounds good. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of it, when you actually understand these things, it's not worth it. No. It's just not worth it. And again, it's the standards. Coach, these mentors aren't going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. I don't care telling you because I know because we've been through things like this before with other coaches and we've gone, oh yeah, but doesn't, doesn't add up though, mate, when you do the maths. You only get, yeah, but you've just, you just got you've just got to do it. You've just got to whatever. And it's again, it comes down to standards. They're not prepared to tell you this stuff. They're not prepared to explain to you, actually, do you know what? You'd be better off just going to five or six. But everyone in the industry is banging on about 10K months. I'm sick and tired of it. There's nothing magic about them. It's a dick and it just shows context. That that, and it just shows that that mentor, all they care about is money. That's just all they care about. 
Do you know where you will earn money? When you stop focusing on the money that you're earning, on earning money, yeah, and you fo- and, and you focus on your on your fo- you focus on your service, you focus on your clients, and because and do you know why? Do you know why we earn a good wage for what we do? Is because we get results. Because we never have anybody complain. No, it's because we service. post pictures of us on Dubai Beach, mate. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly this, right? Because you've done it, haven't you already since you've been in Dubai. You've posted yeah, not once on Dubai Beach. Not once. <laughs> not not once. Where you you look for a picture of me on my feed somewhere? We're not there. Um, they're all results or something that's informative or daft or ranty or whatever. But um, but but it, it it is that. It's like if you're focused, if you're if you are money driven, don't focus on the money. Focus on what you're actually doing that earns the money. And if you're better at that, then you'll earn more money. If that if that's your bag. But I, like Dan just said there, I'll probably have a little rant now. So I had a consultation call with a guy last night. Gave it a bit of a big end. He was one of those people who you think, okay, this guy is going to need reining in. Um, if I am going to coach him because he's, he told me he started 30 diets so far this year. We sat in November, 30, three zero, 30 diets he started. And he said the longest he's stuck to one is two weeks so far. And yet he keeps starting and he's gained X amount of money, uh, X, X amount of weight. Sorry. And he's really struggling. He needs really high level accountability. He's tried with coaches. He's tried different plans. He's tried keto shakes. He's, he's just had another coach who, a guy who ran the gym. And I, I said to him, I said, mate, like, he was waiting a few days for, for responses from him on text. And I said, look, the guy's running a gym. I said, that's not his, I said, that's not his full-time job. I said, this is my full-time job. I said, what do you expect from me? I said, you know, this is, this is what I do. And, you know, went through the consultation and immediately I told him the price and he went, oh, is there any wiggle room on that? What, of the price? Well, no, because that's the price though, isn't it? Otherwise I would have told you it was a different price. But obviously I wasn't as, as cocky with, with saying that. I said, no. Obviously, mate, I said, you know, that's that's what we charge. And to be honest, it's quite reasonable for the service that you get. And it wouldn't be fair on the other clients who were, who were, you know, paying the same price. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll go ahead. Um, didn't make payment last night. And he's messaged me today. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go and get a few other quotations, uh, comparison quotations. Like, I'll get back in touch. So I just responded. <laughs> no, no, you won't. Don't worry about it. I just, I just responded, um, in so many words, as I said, look, I said, that's, that's not typically the type of client that I want to work with, mate, to be honest. Um, you know, you'll be able to find cheaper, like Dan says, cause, cause there are, uh, but cheaper is not better. Better is better. So you can find somebody, uh, let's just set, let's throw it out at 150 and let's say you stay with them for, for three months. So you've spent 450. Do I think I'd get you better results in two months and somebody else will get you in three? Yeah, absolutely. So which are you better going with? You're better going with the guarantee. If you're spending the money, spend enough that you're going to get some guaranteed results. So I just yeah. said, look, you know, I said, cheaper is not better. Better is better. But good luck, mate. I don't think we're the right fit. I'll uh, I'll take your space up. Um, he's not replied yet. Um, but I'm looking forward to yeah, it. But, but but that's the thing is like people people don't people don't get it. People I, I, people are willing to waste hundred pound a month on something but they're not prepared to invest 200 or 300 pound. Do you know what I mean? Like think how many things that they're wasting between 50 and hundred pound on each month, wasting, just not even doing it. Like you said there, you're not getting anything out of it. You're not getting anywhere, but yeah, they can't do the maths in their head to go, oh, hang on a minute. If I if I'd paid three times as much, <clears throat> I'm probably going to get better result. They don't see it. They, cause they, again, because their standards are such that they think that, that again, it's, it's going to be shit. They basing it on their standards. Oh, what do I get for that? Or based on what I've had so far for 50 quid a month, it can't be that much better than what it is. 
It is. You're just judging everyone by your standards, by what you think you should get for that. I think that's the the thing is everyone judges people on their own standards and their own things. Like that guy has just gone, oh, I'm looking for the cheapest. Well, go away then. Look for the cheapest because that's not the attitude here because I know now you've just told me you've done 30 diets. Probably something somewhat related to your your standards and what you, what you expect of yourself that you're not seeing results because all those diets will work if you stick to them. You're not sticking to them for whatever reason. And I think that's the... The biggest thing when it comes to coaching is people think, I always say some consultation calls, people think that it's going to be about whether you choose tuna or chicken or eat potato or pasta. It's nothing to do with that. And they look at, they sound really confused. I'm like, no, this is about your life. This is about what you do. This is about your stresses, your strains, your decision-making. It's nothing about whether tuna is better than chicken or whether, you know, you can have a burger or not. It's about the decision-making behind why you're doing that and what you're allowing yourself to to choose to choose on any given sort of moment and i think it's coming back to that with coaches it's it's that whole people struggle with either getting leads or with getting clients whatever and i firmly believe it's because of standards it's like if you demand more of yourself when it comes to your content whether it comes to your own training your own nutrition whatever it is if you demand more of yourself you will get clients who are of that ilk like and i think it across the board i think it, it shows um but yeah anyway standards there you go. There you Don't go. ever try to have me on price counts. Um, <laughs> unless, uh, you know, unless I like you. Um, I didn't particularly like the guy. No, it's not fair. And, and again, if you lower your, if you lower your standards as, as a coach, because there's coaches that, yeah, and you'll get the same. Oh, can you not do it for any less? No. No. Don't, don't. It's like, that, do it's like that picture, isn't it? You've seen, you must see that picture of like when the client asks for it cheaper and you, there's a half a horse that's drawn perfectly and then yeah. it's just like a stick horse. Yeah. It's that though, isn't it's it? Brilliant. It's brilliant. Of, of course someone will find it. Of course you'll find that, it cheaper that guy, That guy will be um, even bigger, even more out of shape come January um, now that he's going to go with someone cheaper. I'm not saying that there's people, everybody, you know, everybody cheaper is going to be a poorer job because there's newer coaches, less experience and stuff like that, but still good coaches. But I would, I would bet a good chunk of money that, by laws of average, in this kind of in this industry, mm, yeah. I, and again, look, it's accountability. The more you pay, the more it stings. The chances that he's gonna he's gonna skid to it. But I, I would, uh, I would assume that if I if I got in touch with a guy in a year's time, he will be no better off. No better off. Anyway, indeed. Anyway, speaking of standards. Um... Well, is this from the evening uh, standard, is it? The, yeah, the that's a funny show. story. Yeah. Um, calling all lesbians, you can have my spunk if you want a baby. Cool. So there, there we go. go. Well, um, and, and now we're going to get to the funny story. Now you've got, yeah. got that off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Mike. And there's a picture of Mike holding what can only be described as a big steel milk thing that I assume that they transport cow's milk in. And it says Mike's special baby milk on it. Um, How big is this steel thing? Uh, it's big. It, it's it's well. Let me read it out to you, and, and you'll you'll find out. How much semen is he producing? Uh, oh, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna God. give you the exact number here. So the lesbian community could have no bigger ally than Mike Williams, because the 27 year old has collected five gallons of his own spunk and is making it available for free to gay girls who want to get in the family way. Right. One, I probably wouldn't want to bear the offspring of someone who's who's committed to gathering five gallons of spunk. So, oh my god! Right, as well. The other thing as well, just just because I think it, it adds to the image, is a picture of Mike holding his his. Stop big, saying um, there's a picture of Mike because it's a picture of Mike holding his big churn of of sperm, 
and he's wearing three quarter length cargo shorts with socks pulled up to his shin and a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, it's a strong look. Mike's, Mike's good. It was oh, a right, hot day. It was a hot day. Here we go. Unwed Mike, it's not really a shock, um, from Staffordshire said, it's taken me a year, but I reckon I've now saved up enough spunk for any lesbians who want it. I don't think even in a year. Do you know how much five gallons is? I've just done the conversion. Do you know how much? It's in liters. In liters. Is it, what, is it 18? Oh, I mean, close enough. 18.9. So yeah. 19, 19, yeah. 19 liters. I don't think that's that's taken him longer than a year. That's not a year. That's a year. That's a lot in a year, isn't it? In it? Of course it's a lot. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> that, that's one and a half. Look at the, in comparison to my head, how much comes out? <laughs> right. No way. And I'm not in it for the money. I'm here to help out the lesbian community in any way I can. Well, there's other ways probably. Mike explained yeah. he's happy to help impregnate any lesbians using the turkey baster method and will be okay. on hand to supervise any lesbian couples who want to carry out the insemination process right. themselves. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that let's just say that that somebody did want Mike's sperm. Right. Let's just say somebody did, right? Why does he have to be on hand to watch yeah. the insemination? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's there. Is he I'll, an I'll expert? Do I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, why not? It's mine. I'll, I'll help you out. In any well, way because jack it, jacking off into a steel can for a year makes him an expert now on artificial insemination. Is that what's happened? I, I believe so, yeah. Right. Um, I've had a couple of inquiries and have to explain to, le to the lesbians that it's a good idea to lick each other out and maybe do a bit of scissoring before applying the spunk. Why is it a good idea? <laughs> Why? Right. Because this the guy's is going to be in the corner wanking. This is what this guy, this guy, it's like he's come up with a master plan. He's going to, I really, really want to watch some lesbians go at it. Right? I really want to be in the corner. What's the best way I can get myself into those rooms? Hang on. I'm going to pretend that I've done this for a noble cause. But remember, wait, 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 wait. I've got to be there, girls. And what yep. also might be good is if you lick each other's nipples, uh, you know. <laughs> Right, right. It's, a, it's a direct quote. I'd like to be there to make sure all goes to plan. This is yeah. a delicate and sensitive operation. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Oh my gosh. Right, yeah. given recent tensions between trans and lesbian communities, Mike is keen to stress that he's fully inclusive. Yeah. My offer is available to anyone who identifies as a lesbian, even trannies. But it would be nice if they were the sort of trannies who made a bit of an effort. You know, a shave <laughs> and a bit of lippy. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm thinking of the ones. I'm thinking of the ones like in Bulgarian shemale double anal number four. Uh, that what? sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, Mike, Mike, oh yeah. Mike, Mike! Oh yeah, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. That's number three, number know. four. Yeah, astonishingly, four, astonishingly, some ungrateful lesbians have slammed Mike's kind offer. Ros Ford, no. secretary of the uh, Lesbian Sisterhood Forum, raged, how dare this brute assail the sisterhood of decent lesbianism with the fruits of his rampant phallus. She didn't say that, did no. she? No. She didn't say that. It's no, an example of the patriarchy attempting to undermine strong women with their indecent phallocentrism. Oh, Five sure. gallons of spunk indeed. Oh, my good Lord. That I can't brilliant. believe it's just said if we are going to have, you know, some trans, um, <laughs> yeah. can it be the ones that make an effort? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? If he's, if he's this good guy that's helping yeah. out, why yeah. does that What's, make an why effort? Why does it matter? Why does it matter effort? to him? Make an why effort with what? Yeah. With, yeah. Why does it matter? You're just applying, you, you're just doing a turkey basting, applying the spunk, mate. You, why does it matter what they look like to you? 
Fuck it. Weird. Now. Bit weird, isn't it? Mine. It is. Mm. It is a bit weird. Fucking yeah. Specific, though, with the, uh, you know, like the ones in Bulgarian anal fucking slots for, yeah. or whatever I mean, it is. All I'll say is Mike's standards are fairly, fairly low. Fairly on low. There you go. It's good. good how, uh, is it, how is he collected 19 litres of spunk? Like, how is he storing that in the fridge? Because that's a lot. Like, surely, it, surely at some point it dies, does it not? Oh, yeah, it would. Have, it'd have to be frozen, right? Because people freeze their sperm, and then whatever. Or do they? Or is it, no? Yeah. They freeze eggs. They freeze eggs. Freeze sperm. And then, I don't well, know. No, they freeze sperm. They must freeze sperm as well. But there's got to be some off sperm in there. Do you know what I mean? Like the five gallons worth. It's not all in little test tubes, is it? It's not scientific. He's not put it on all no. little test tubes and labelled no. it properly and, and with a date and best before date, has he? He's put it all in one big jug. Well, yeah. I mean, how's that going to fit in a fridge or a freezer? You're not going to get that in the house. No, no way. You it's know, you smell have a, funny as well. You have a couple no. of these bottles, takes up a large proportion of it. You have 19 of them over the year. No way. Absolutely no way. But So uh, any lesbians listening or trans, or trans, he said, he's happy for trannies, he said, he's as long as you put your effort in, give, him a, give him a message. Give what him does a message your, from Staffordshire. What, what does put effort mean? You know, what, what are we talking here? What's Just effort? What, I don't know. Like, what is effort? I, Skirt, I don't know. A skirt, yeah. Way. yeah. Is that Ooh. effort for him? Is it, it? Yeah, but is it though? Because I would assume that the, depends on his standards, know, doesn't it? Trans people might be wearing s- skirts anyway. I don't, I, I don't oh, know. I, don't, I, I just don't, I don't know, know what putting effort means. It, what he means is, is one that he finds physically attractive, like the ones but, from but Bulgaria. But that doesn't matter, does it? Well, as we were, as we were shouldn't matter. Why is shouldn't it matter? matter? Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. matter. Uh, I can't help but think he's got a hidden agenda. Well, possibly, just, just possibly. You know, but, but you know, knows. but there's five gallons, and I, I, I'd be willing to bet he's going to be left with five gallons of unused spunk as well. It's probably yeah. my bet. What a productive that. year that is! <laughs> I know. What a productive year! Uh, but, on that bombshell, on that go. bombshell, that's uh, that's your week's news from from Bicycle Manor. So there you go. Whatever you do this week, I'm sure it'd be more productive than than what Mike did with his year. So oh, I, know, just like <laughs> I just don't like the fact. I just don't like the fact his name's Mike. Well, I just don't Mike. like it. I'm not making and it up, he was called Mike. Yeah. So, there we go. Have a great week. Have a great, Have a great week, guys. Week. There you go. Yeah. And as, oh, fucking hell, we forgot it. Fucking share the podcast. Oh, God, they, they've Too stopped listening. <laughs> share it. Yeah. Paul, just, just cut it in. Just cut it in. Yeah. Go share, like, subscribe, whatever you need to do to the podcast. All of that, Jazz. And if, that if you have anything that you want us to talk about in the fitness industry or outside the fitness industry, or a funny story, then reach out to us. We're always open for suggestions. Always. Right. Let's move. Bye. Bye.